We've reached a big milestone this week, the 100th episode of the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast. A big thank you to all our listeners who tune in every week to find out what's happening in the world of crypto. The MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast, where we discuss all things crypto-related. Your host, Kieran Ryan. Who do you go to when you want advice on cryptos? Your financial advisor? Your equity fund manager? Well, neither it seems. New research by Petrock Investments contains some fascinating insights into crypto investment trends in South Africa. For example, up to two-thirds of South Africans are investing cryptos on their own without consulting their advisors. Now, what's also interesting is that nearly two-thirds of financial advisors are crypto owners themselves. That's a higher percentage than financial advisors in the U.S. What's equally interesting is that advisors see cryptos as a key part of their financial planning going forward. In other words, it's no longer good enough to know about stocks, bonds, and unit trusts. They're going to have to brush up on cryptos too. Financial advisors have got a huge educational curve ahead of them. Well, it's easy enough to pick the top five or six cryptos and buy them on a local exchange. So what value can a financial advisor bring to what is essentially a DIY investment approach? Joining us to explore this topic and the research around it is Paul Kasserin, who is CEO and co-founder of Petrock Investments based in Cape Town, which, as we know, is the epicenter of everything crypto in South Africa. Well, welcome, Paul. It's good to have you for the first time on the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast. Great. Hi, Kieran. Um, firstly, thank you for having me on your show. It's uh, really great to join you. Let's talk about the research. I mentioned that people are not going to their financial advisors for advice on cryptos. They're going it alone. In other words, do they trust their financial advisors when it comes to cryptos or not? What, what does your research tell you? Yeah, thanks, Kieran. Our research is actually really interesting because what we found is financial advisors are actually buying crypto on their own as well as their clients, but they're not talking it to each other. So what's happening is the financial advisors are being left out of the conversation and clients are allocating part of the investment portfolio just by themselves without any help. What other things surprised you about this research? I mean, I found that a little bit stunning, but when I thought about it, I wasn't too surprised because most people find out about cryptos way before this became mainstream and institutionalized. So I guess in a sense, it is fairly intuitive that the results that you found validate what I guess a lot of people are experiencing. Yeah, absolutely. We are really intrigued to see where uh, financial advisors are. And that was the purpose of the research. And what really stood out for me is some advisors are allocating crypto to client portfolios, which is a promising sign, but it's it's quite small. But uh, what's really interesting, in the next 12 months, 72% of advisors said that they are planning to allocate crypto into clients' accounts. The, the other thing that really stood out for me was advisors themselves, their preferred way to invest in crypto is to hold their own coins, just like you said, Kieran, um, the DIY approach. Yet one of their biggest concerns is is around custody and the fear of hacks. So what we found is advisors, their preferred way to invest in crypto is to hold their own coins. Yet one of their biggest concerns is, is the risks around custody and the fear of hacks. So these two findings seem to contradict each other. So um, if custody is so important, then um, people shouldn't be holding crypto uh, for themselves and they should be looking for some alternative, better solution. 
the research also shows that between 15 and 22% of South African adults are cryptocurrency investors. That's high. I, I didn't think it was quite that high. Um, and yet the majority of South Africans are reported to have little to no knowledge of cryptocurrencies. So given that it's a high adoption rate relative to the rest of the world, uh, and I have my theories about that, primarily this is a way to protect your wealth against a weak rand. And I think you're finding this elsewhere in Africa where you have a local currency that is being eaten away by inflation. People are very quickly cottoning onto the fact that uh, you can buy a US dollar stable coin if you want to protect yourself against it, or you can buy Bitcoin, which has proven its ability to hedge against inflation. What, what does your research uh, say about that? Yeah, Kieran, you're absolutely spot on. A, a half percentage of people in own crypto in South Africa compared to other countries. Absolutely. And I, and I think it's because South Africans have such a positive view regarding the future potential of crypto. We all believe prices will go up. We're all so positive about that, even in the bear market. But as you said, the alternatives don't look promising. Bank savings. If you look at performance, fund performance over the last year or two, and especially around the RAND strings. So people are worried about that. And with crypto, it's easy, you know. Lots of advertising and awareness has gone into it, thanks to folks like from Luno and YouTube. And it's just so simple to access and own. You know, a few, a few RANDs and a phone will get you there. Okay, let's just dig in a little bit more to this research. So one of the big concerns was the volatility of cryptos. Of course, Bitcoin is famous for that. I mean, from November to now, it's dropped about 70%. That's November 2021. Uh, that's one of the big concerns. The other one is custody, which you mentioned. So people are afraid of hacks. They're afraid of the security of their cryptocurrencies. And they don't really understand the the, the different uh, nuances of custody. So, for example, if you buy a coin, a Bitcoin, and you hold it on the exchange, that really just is you're leaving the responsibility for that coin to the exchange. But then you've also got you know private wallets that you can you can store your cryptocurrencies on. And I, I don't think that South Africans or crypto investors are really getting that just yet. Um, and despite these perceived risks, there's a high percentage of advisors who are preparing to allocate client funds to cryptos. Now, how do you explain those contradictions? Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, there are some major contradictions, especially in the, in the research. So uh, another example was that uh, the server asked for Bitcoin price prediction over, the, over, the, um, over one year and over five years. And on average, advisors felt that the price wouldn't change. So they see the price not going up or down, yet most advisors also declared in the survey that they're investing into crypto themselves. So I think the explanation could actually be quite a simple one. Clients want crypto and uh, advisors know this. So, so their clients want a small allocation of their portfolio in digital assets and it should be kept safe. So your, your point about custody and exchanges is spot on. So when clients actually have the discussion with advisors, they want that feeling of trust and safety. Advisors see the, the upside as well themselves. In um, What surprised us really is advisors really know about crypto. They invested in themselves and they started to understand and appreciate the risks. So they need to treat crypto like just another asset class and help their clients understand the risks and the options for crypto allocation. 
Okay, so Petrock Investments, that's your company. Just tell us about that. How did you get started and how did you get involved in cryptos in the first place? Yeah, thanks, Kieran. Um, At Petrock Investments, we tried to solve the biggest problem that we saw in crypto investments, and that is this trust, this element of trust. So we wanted to try and build a company around trusted access to crypto markets. So we want to change the whole market approach and advisors' attitudes towards cryptos by providing this service that's regulation-ready. And it's more like asset management funds without the hassles of wallets, self-custody, and the over-reliance on the unregulated exchanges. So our co-founder, Matt Fisser, and I started the business last year. Um, Matt is has an incredible depth of crypto understanding, which he developed over the last 10 years or so. And together we have this stellar um, investment team with, with crypto and finance experts. So we have this little team in Cape Town and, um, and we've just built this business just over a year old. Pretty fascinating. And how's it going? I mean, how are you, uh, what's the reception like being from the market? Well, it's it's early days, but we are super excited. Yesterday, we actually had a great discussion with a with a team in Stellenbosch, and um, they have been investing in crypto for a number of years. They understand the risks, and um, they were actually super excited that we were around. And the, the one thing that was interesting is they just wanted someone local to pick up the phone and talk to. So um, we're super excited about launching this month. I think the future is bright for, for us and crypto as a whole. Okay, so I see you offer four funds. One is a Bitcoin fund, and people might say, well, you know, I can buy Bitcoin on the Luna Exchange or Valor or Altcoin Trader, and I can hold it in a wallet there. Why would I go to you to buy Bitcoin? So maybe get into that. But you've also got an Ethereum fund, and you've got a Phantom fund, which is a fund which is, I guess, essentially looking for yield. Um, and then you've got a stablecoin fund. Now, just taking, for example, I looked at your website, the Bitcoin fund has got an annual fee of 2%, as well as a 20% profit share on any yield earned. So again, the question people would ask is, you know, why should I pay you? Uh, yeah, uh, no, absolutely. Um, we, what we, our fees we charge are the normal fees that a, a fund would charge, uh, 2% annual management fee and a 20% profit pay, uh, share. But... Um, just going back to, to some of the basic things, like we, what we do is we provide industrial strength custody solutions. So just like the top exchanges and, and the global banks. So when you, uh, when you go for a DIY, that's what you have to check out for. But our difference is actually super simple and, and quite unique. It's all about that extra safety and trust needed when you want to invest in crypto. So it's beyond casual trading. Uh, we want to be that uh, that safety, the um, the the team that provides that level of trust. So we offer independently managed funds, simple runs in, runs out. They are set up for regulation. Clients don't need to worry about the complexities associated with centralized exchanges, wallets, and counterparty risks and hacking and human errors. We have independent uh, fund administrators. An independent company verifies client balances every month and reports these back to clients with monthly statements. And we have this dedicated and specialized crypto team, like I said before, um, who actively manage the funds. So we're a local team and we're at least accessible to clients at all times. But when it comes to the performance fee, 
we only charge this fee if we can make yield over and above the capital appreciation. So right now our focus in this bear market is on capital preservation and, and safe custody. But if the Bitcoin price doubles, for example, there's no performance fee. We don't charge those fees. And if you invest with us this month, we also offer on top of that um, zero management fees for entire year. Um, so all in all, that's our, that's our offer, Kieran. Okay, so um, I mean, what is the market average? If you stake your Bitcoin at the moment, you're earning between sort of two and four percent, right? Yes, but um, with Bitcoin, we actually not staking because of the capital preservation. Right now, the market is is extremely bearish and volatile, so we've gone for an extremely conservative approach. So, all we're focusing on right now is safe custody for our clients. So there's there's no staking, so you won't be earning a profit share at the moment on your Bitcoin fund. No, Kieran, we we only focus on on safety right now, and our primary concern right now is on custody. So we use an institutional grade custody solution um, that most banks use. So we're pretty certain and and trusting of that, but we only go look for yield when either the market turns or there's safe places to actually put. Uh, uh, client investments and I think our clients want to see that and they want to know and understand it especially over the last year as you know the the market's been extremely volatile so um, that's what we've been focusing on uh, are your clients predominantly financial advisors it sounds like you're set up really to uh, attack the institutional market rather than the retail market so are, are you appealing to the financial advisors yeah, Kieran, our client is actually someone who would like to allocate between 1% and 5% of their portfolio into crypto and uh, not want to do it themselves, you know. And um, they'd like to treat it just like another, uh, another fund or investment. And they want to receive statements every month and just a great service from our team. But um, when you speak to clients, you'll realize that they rely on their advisors. And our future depends on partnering with advisors and helping them with crypto-related support. So advisors are, are core and central to any discussion uh, around investment in South Africa. I said at the beginning that Cape Town is like the epicenter of crypto activity in South Africa. Is, is that your experience? There's a lot of crypto companies, you know, sort of bubbling up to the surface down there. Yeah, yeah, Kieran, um, absolutely. It, it's, it's amazing. We, we are sharing offices with another great, um, great company that we had uh, in discussion before. And uh, it just seems like there's so many um, small startups um, and it's so positive, such a positive vibe in Cape Town around crypto. It's, it's such a cool place to actually grow a little business. And, um, and we see a number of international businesses actually springing up around us. It's, it's so great to see. International businesses focusing on crypto. Absolutely. It's a, it's a small world and a, and a huge market. So um, it, it's so positive to see. Okay, so give us a few of your predictions. Where do you see, you know, if we have a conversation a year from now, five years from now, what are going to be the big themes that we're going to be talking about? Karen, I think you would, you would probably, of all people, actually disagree with these, and they, they almost sound a little bit boring, because I think the crypto market will be more regulated, and it'll definitely be under the scope of the FSCA, the local financial regulator. And clients will have crypto as part of the investment portfolio and it will be supported by the advisors and and as you as you would probably quickly say central bank currencies and money printing will continue and it'll make bitcoin look amazing bitcoin will still be the ideal currency edge 
and um, and blockchain technologies will be here to stay. So they'll continue to, to surprise us. They'll transform our lives, not only in financial markets, but healthcare, supply chains, digital ID. So the future's re- already happening, I think. And crypto is just going to be central, a central part of that, just entrenched into those ecosystems. And what about NFTs? Uh, surely that's going to be one of the big stories of the future. NFTs still still early days. Um, I love. I personally love NFTs. They're not part of any of our funds, but uh, I'm still waiting and seeing what's going to happen. How it's going to evolve from uh, simple art and entertainment to to something rigorous that uh, institutions start using. And I already see it uh, through branding and through retail, especially um, NFTs, just growing like like anything. So definitely there. Definitely up there, Kieran. And you just talk for a minute about your phantom fund because that, that's the one that is looking for yields. So, um, yeah, what kind of yields are you getting? Uh, this is in the DeFi space, decentralized finance, right? Yes, um, our phantom fund is it's that altcoin that we've actually chosen. So if you look at our four funds, um, they are as expected. We have a USD stablecoin fund, a Bitcoin fund, and an Ethereum fund. And those funds are... Um, the coverage that we get is almost 70% of the entire market capitalization are, are covered in those those few funds. Then we have one outstanding fund that we we think is a, a great option for an alternative coin, alternative to, to the big blue chip coins, and that's the Phantom Fund. We, we chose the Phantom Fund because it's actually built around um, engineers, and it's for um, for engineering purposes, it's, it's a great alternative and challenger to Ethereum. So the reasoning for that fund is actually for those reasons. And as the as the market progresses into a bull run, we'll see that funds, we think that fund is going to escalate phenomenally well. So it's kind of like a small little fund on the side that we think is going to do extremely well in a bull run. The, the yield itself, like you mentioned, we, we, we look for yields across all the funds, um, like you said before, um, um, including in our performance fees. But um, in terms of phantom funds, um, what we do there is we can get exceptional yield there. But because we are in, uh, we, we in our, our bear markets and because we are super conservative, we're actually looking at it's uh, quite a conservative staking option for for the Phantom Fund right now, um, but we believe in in the actual uh, in the token itself and in in the Phantom blockchain and the future thereof. So so that's that's our position. That's our thesis around the the actual Phantom Fund, and we we believe it's going to be a serious challenger to Ethereum one day. Uh, to Ethereum, yeah. Um, so what about you know some of the other challenges to Ethereum like uh, Solana and Polkadot? You 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 haven't included. You don't have a fund around those. So you chose Phantom, um, w- which has got some some great efficiencies in terms of loading smart contracts. Um, so you, you're taking a fairly sizable bet there. You know rather than having a DeFi fund, which maybe spreads your investment around some of these other blockchain systems. Yeah, Kieran, I've I've seen I've seen many DeFi funds, and and what um what people do is they they call their funds DeFi funds, but they're actually just like rewards tokens for decentralized exchanges, and they're actually not DeFi funds themselves. They're actually just a collection of rewards tokens that that have been put together in a basket of of tokens, 
And it's, it's not really actually using the benefits of DeFi itself. It's just their reward token. So I'm very um, suspicious of, of DeFi bundles being called a DeFi fund. The, un- the underlying benefits of DeFi is, is actually quite amazing because it's, it's going to assist the traditional financial markets to transform the way we do finance uh, using blockchain technology. And um, what we go do is when we go look for yield, we start using these decentralized exchanges, which actually are super robust. If you look at the, the performance of the decentralized exchanges over the last year, those are the ones that hold up. The, the people that let us down were the centralized finance services around uh, crypto. The ones that actually hold up um, across a bear market and across all the, the different aspects around the last 12 months uh, and experiences for us were those decentralized exchanges and all the DeFi services. So, so rather than um, try and, and bet and purchase uh, DeFi tokens, which are just simple rewards tokens on, the, on those exchanges, we actually use the DeFi space itself to actually generate yield, to generate transaction fees on those decentralized exchanges. So we use DeFi, we don't buy the actual rewards tokens, but we actually use DeFi as a service for our clients. Okay, Paul, thanks very much for joining us on the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast. I found this research fascinating. Um, and what impressed me about it was you went to quite a number of financial advisors. I think it was more than 250 or so. And that gives you a very good sampling of what the opinions of advisors are in South Africa when it comes to cryptos. And I'm quite amazed about a couple of things. One is the high percentage, the high adoption rate that there is in South Africa to the fact that uh, South Africans are not going to financial advisors for crypto advice. And it begins to look like crypto is becoming more or, less, more or less like gold. You know, the standard financial advice about gold is, you know, well, yes, you can have it there, make it 2% of your portfolio or 5% of your portfolio, but um, nothing more than that. That seems to be the way that the financial advisory market in South Africa is going. It's treating it very much like gold. Yeah, Kieran, it's, it's absolutely um, fascinating to see how financial advisors are actually taking up crypto. Some advisors absolutely understand crypto so well. We're having such in-depth discussions with advisors, and they're seriously worried about crypto and some of the associated risks. We know that those advisors have in-depth knowledge about crypto, and they are helping their clients. And then there are other advisors that, yeah, you're absolutely right. Just treat crypto like something exceptional, like uh, like gold, or uh, don't want to have any discussion around crypto. So we have this varying view on crypto, and it's all very, very interesting, and it's just set up for the future. So we see the the future is going to be super interesting, and it's going to involve a lot of discussions with financial advisors. All right, Paul Kasserin from Petrock Investments. Thanks very much for joining us on the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast. Thanks, Kieran. Thanks for listening to the MoneyWeb Crypto Podcast. Hosted by Kieran Ryan. To listen to our other podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the MoneyWeb app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.